Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. This is a Vault Studios production. I'm Reed Redmond. I'm Will Johnson. The show contains graphic material and is meant for mature audiences. This week on True Crime Chronicles. It it turned from a lighthearted story of how unusual and quirky it is to have zebra running around suburban woodland to a deeper look into the profit margins and lack of government record-keeping and allegations of animal cruelty that are involved in these exotic animal auctions. They just keep giving people chances, and I, I don't know if it's a thing they don't want to take the animals, but it's like, how long are you going to let these animals suffer while you're babysitting these people? Animal welfare groups would say that these exotic animal auctions are inherently cruel to animals because it forces them into situations that are far from their nature. Zebras just aren't native to these areas. And also, they are being treated, according to these groups, in ways that aren't humane. The constant transport, the shock of being with new owners, the shock of being separated from their mates. We begin this year with a story that might not seem Well, all that criminal, at least at first glance. Hey, Mom and Dad, here's something you don't expect to hear your child yelling from down the hall. There's a zebra in our backyard. On August 22nd, um, according to a USDA report, 39 zebras were uh, supposed to be corralled into a fence area, and three of them were missing that morning. In an upper Marlboro backyard, there was a zebra, more than just a zebra, actually. Layla Curling spotted one, two, and then three last Thursday, and her sister captured them on camera. But as Nate Baca, a reporter at WUSA 9 in Washington, D.C., would come to learn, this story had darker undercurrents. And it would take him from the Maryland suburbs to an animal auction in Tennessee, and then back to Maryland. And along the way, he'd come to learn a lot about exotic animals, why people buy and sell these animals, what can go wrong, and he'd learn about Jerry Lee Holly. Jerry Lee Holly is a businessman who has um, not only uh, holdings in Upper Marlboro, Maryland, but also in Florida, and he is in the exotic animal trade uh, and also domestic animal trade. We're talking uh, about everything from cattle to zebras to um, monkeys to other Uh, exotic animals. The property owner has the required U.S. Department of Agriculture permit to keep exotic animals, according to county authorities. And so on the morning of August 22nd, according to a USDA report, 39 zebras were being transferred from Holly's property in Florida to his property in Maryland. We don't know why he was transferring them from Florida to Maryland, but we do know, according to a USDA report, 39 zebras were uh, supposed to be corralled into a fence area, and three of them were missing that morning. 
Three out of Holly's 39 zebras on the loose, running through the woods of Prince George's County in Maryland. And they quickly started to get a lot of buzz. And it just sounded so unusual. I mean, how often do you think about something as unique and uh, colorful as a black and white striped zebra going through the woodlands of Prince George's County, Maryland? I saw uh, a zebra. I thought it was a deer for about three seconds, and then I thought my mom was playing tricks on me. People were spotting them in their backyards. People were spotting them in their uh, rural neighborhoods. It's amazing to see something that's not supposed to be there. Exactly. <laughs> According to animal control authorities here in Prince George's County and workers on this farm, this is where the zebras escape from. It's a historic farm called Bellfields. The goal, of course, is to get the zebras back here where they belong. At first, it was just the story about, wow, isn't this strange video? Wouldn't you believe? And people took it as a sign of, wow, you know, uh, these zebras are on the loose. How unusual is it? Uh, what are the zebras going to do? How long can they be out? Uh, where are they going to go? It became, at first, a very lighthearted story. We are now on day 15 of Zebra Watch. Shout out to the zebras, you know, trying to get free. You know what I'm saying? We definitely understand the struggle. Once my headlights hit it, I was just amazed. It was a zebra just sitting there. And so I pulled out my phone and started recording it. Right when I started recording it, he trotted his way into the, into the woods. Into the darkness. Yeah, into the darkness. As soon as the zebra gets out of your field of view, did you kind of look into the woods and say like, hey buddy, where are you going? Or just- No, I didn't. I was just, I think I was, I sat there for a minute and I was just like, I, this is not real. Can you believe that they're not caught yet? Yeah, I mean, I find it hard to believe, yeah. Yeah. I don't think they're trying hard enough. I want to know who thought it was a good idea to keep pet zebras in Upper Marlboro. What type of Joe Exotic mess is that? Whoever it was, they introduced a dazzle of zebras into a brand new ecosystem. By the way, a group of zebras is actually called a dazzle. That makes sense for an animal as flamboyant as zebras. Uh, in fact, what was unusual was that uh, D.C. delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton who represents the District of Columbia in Congress, uh, she and her office kind of took the zebras as a uh, cause celebre and in effect saying, you know, if the zebras can be free, then so should the District of Columbia. Uh, it should have representation in Congress. Um, bit of a stretch, but it was uh, nonetheless a, uh, a local cause, even to the point that uh, Reddit uh, one of the uh, popular social media platforms uh, starting to label it uh, Zebra Watch 2021. Even had a little tag for it and everything. They're very skittish. Mm -hmm. So if we keep too much movement, that's going to just scare them out even further. So if you spook them, you're just pushing them further out, further out. And that's when it can get dangerous. They can get out in the highway. I mean, certain things can happen. So we don't want that. The search for them continues, but the zebras remain one step ahead of everyone. But the escaped zebras got a lot of people thinking and wondering and asking questions. We wanted to know all about zebras. And on social media, people have questions. This person asking, can the zebras survive the winter? 
So let's verify, can zebras handle cold weather and what are they doing for food? Our experts say that zebras are hardy wild animals and while they're a tropical member of the horse family and thrive in hot climates, they can survive cold weather. In fact, Rubenstein says that some zebras live in the slopes of Mount Kenya at an elevation of 15,000 feet where it gets very cold. He says a shelter or trees to help them escape cold rain and wind would be great, but without it, they should still be just fine. As for food, Dr. Erskine says that zebras are herbivores and can thrive on grassy lawns and meadows, and they can get the fresh water they need from ponds or streams. So we can verify that yes, don't you worry, those elusive zebras should be able to survive winter in Prince George's County. Now, some of you are asking, can just anybody own a zebra in the DC metro area? It is totally fine to have a pet zebra if you live in Maryland or Virginia. Although in Maryland, you will need a permit from the US Department of Agriculture first. But don't go buying a zebra just yet. In both states, our Verify researchers found that some counties and cities have their own laws that are prohibiting exotic animals. As for DC, that's a hard no. According to the city's Department of Energy and Environment, quote, no zebras for personal pets. A zebra is definitely not a horse and it's not a donkey. It is a wild animal. If a person were to walk up to a zebra and try to touch them without a fence in, in the way, or it was an adult zebra and maybe not a baby, they're gonna, potentially gonna get really hurt. The zebra is gonna be very aggressive in self-defense. They're a fight or flight animal. And if you're in their space, they're gonna react one way or another. And whether it's fight or flight, if you're too close, you're gonna get hurt. But as the three escaped zebras roamed freely and Zebra Watch 2021 continued through the fall, we started to learn more about Jerry Lee Holly. But Florida court records show Mr. Holly has been charged with wild animal violations in the past. In 2016, he was found guilty of possessing captive wild animals without a permit, according to records from Marion County, Florida, where Mr. Holly paid a $286 assessment for the violation. Holly is out of the country and unable to respond to any of our questions, according to an employee here at his farm. And then we heard the news that no one wanted to hear. Looking at what was happening, it turned from a story of, wow, look how unusual it is that these zebras are out. And that changed whenever we got word from uh, the state of Maryland that one of the zebras died. Well, I tell you what, our entire newsroom was pretty sad about this story. We just learned that one of the zebras on the run in Maryland has died. According to a Maryland Department of Natural Resources report on September 24th, one of the escaped zebras out of the three that were escaped was found with a leg in a snare trap and died. Uh, it died trapped basically with a snare trap. Now in Prince George's County and in most of Maryland, snare traps are illegal. And so the county of Prince George's County decided to cite uh, and charge Jerry Lee Holly with three counts of animal cruelty. Also finding that a zebra that was inside the fence line uh, among the 36 had also died. Two zebras are now dead. One escapee was found September 16th tangled in an illegal snare that had been set just two feet from Holly's fence line, according to court documents. Another captive animal was found dead yesterday by investigators on the farm. No cause of death was revealed. Investigators wrote the snared zebra should have been seen or heard while it was dying from being caught in the snare if the caretaker had attended to the zebras in the fenced enclosure. Investigators added the snared zebra most likely died of dehydration after a period of a few days struggling in the trap. 
Investigators noted that when the zebras first escaped in July, Holly had no plan to recapture the zebras at that time. The two deaths had provided sufficient circumstantial evidence of neglect to warrant a criminal charge, according to court records. We found out later that the U.S. Department of Agriculture that sends inspectors out to uh, do routine inspections of exotic animal locations did go to Jerry Lee Hawley's ranch in Prince George's County, Maryland, and found out, and I'm reading from the report, that the barn uses a shelter from the elements for the 39 zebra needs repairs and a heat source. The wood for the back wall is rotting, and there are gaps in the wall that would allow cold air into the barn. One glass pane has a hole in it. Unnecessary supplies and equipment is stored in one section of the barn. Uh, the barn must be repaired to ensure adequate protection from inclement weather and extremely cold temperatures. And a source to adequately heat and maintain an acceptable temperature during the winter months must be installed for the health and comfort of the zebras, correct by October 9th, 2021. I've asked USDA whether or not a follow-up inspection has determined whether or not Jerry Lee Holly has done that for the 30-plus uh, zebras still in his ranch, and I haven't got an answer yet. But with two zebras still on the run and questions about Holly's background still in the air, the story was far from over. And Nate Baca and his colleagues continued to dig into the world of exotic animals and zebra ownership. It turned from a story of, okay, these zebras are just having fun and they'll be brought back to their corral, no problem, to what's happening here? What do these zebras represent and what the exotic animal trade really is? Where are you going? Owning zebras isn't for everybody. And surprisingly, Robert Hodge would tell you to stay away from them altogether. I, I don't encourage it at all. Really? I, I, no, I do, I do not encourage it. Uh, they're still wild animals. They, they require good fencing and they're hard to handle. And even though we've had very good luck with their health, not everyone may experience that. So I, 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 I don't think it's for the backyard farmer. In spite of the responsibility, he's happily owned Zeke, Susie, and Shirley for the last six years. Two of the zebras came from an exotic livestock animal auction in Missouri. Another came from Indiana. We call them pasture ornaments, and they eat the pasture grass and keeps us from having to mow it. And so we just enjoy watching them and, and seeing them. Um, enjoy our space. The International Zebra Zorse Zonkey Association, and yes, that's a real group, estimates roughly 3,000 zebras are kicking around in backyards across the country. But it's hard to get an accurate count because they say many states don't require paperwork to own a zebra, and a few organizations actually track them. Mr. Hodge told me that the average zebra went for about 10,000 bucks, but organizations like PETA and the Humane Society would discourage you from going out and buying these exotic animals. These organizations say that these animals do a lot better in their natural habitat. It then got us thinking, what is the exotic animal trade? So my colleague, Scott Broom, uh, went out to Jerry Lee Holly's location in Florida and uh, really started to dig into what the exotic animal trade is over there. We find that 
a lot of people in the exotic animal trade uh, have places in Florida, likely because of more permissive laws over there when it comes to exotic animals. I mean, think about it. You know, Florida is a place where you actually have animals out in the uh, wilderness that can eat people, uh, <laughs> alligators and whatnot. Um, no idea that, uh, not that Jerry Lee Holly was storing alligators. Uh, from our understanding, uh, from our research, he was storing uh, zebras and camels at that location and uh, perhaps other exotic animals. People who live near Holly's immense Florida estate described it as a wonderland right out of Africa. We saw sweeping vistas of fenced pastures dotted with live oak trees and signature Spanish moss. There are barns and a stately home. But despite appearances from the outside, documents tell a different story. Holly has been convicted twice for violating Florida regulations on caging captive wildlife. And we've been digging into inspection reports that date back almost 20 years. They reveal Holly's been cited at least 240 times by state and federal regulators since 2004 for violations including keeping animals in filthy and dangerous conditions. Animals have been injured and died, according to the reports. And yet, despite this evidence, we know the U.S. Department of Agriculture issued Holly a new permit for his Maryland property. And at least 40 zebras were moved from the farm in Florida to Maryland in late summer, according to Prince George's County's Animal Services Chief. Two of those zebras are now dead. We got word uh, from uh, Scott Broom and his reporting out there that Jerry Lee Holly was looking to sell some of his zebras that were in Florida on an auction in Tennessee. So myself and photojournalist Rebecca Nyer uh, went out there to Cookville, Tennessee. And what we saw was uh, a world that we had not heard of before. There's a lot of Jerry Holland. So 7,100 right over here. We witnessed a representative of Jerry Holly selling two zebras of Jerry Holly's today, one of them for more than $5,000 and another one for more than $7,000. And we also witnessed that representative prepare to sell Jerry Holly's monkeys for tomorrow's auction at a wide variety of exotic animals sold at this auction. One male, one female. For people who have been to animal auctions, uh, especially, you know, out in country, uh, farm areas, it's typically horses or cattle. And imagine, if you will, a large barn. And next to the large barn is another large barn. And uh, one barn has many pens, uh, both inside and outside, where uh, typically either horses or cattle will be uh, brought in from all around uh, states in the area and uh, housed there for maybe a day or two and then brought out at a certain time to uh, a large uh, holding area uh, and stands, uh, much like you would see at a, um, a rodeo. And uh, people sit and they've got, you know, numbers uh, that they have registered with. And then you have the auctioneer, just like you'd uh, hear uh, speaking very fast uh, in their own unique language. It is, uh, can be entertaining to really listen to that. And they just uh, bring in the animals. And at a mile a minute, that auctioneer has the skill to say, okay, I know what this starting bid for this animal is going to be, say $500 for, uh, for cattle. And they bring up the price up or down, depending on whether or not people are bidding on that. 
Zebras were a hot commodity at this week-long auction at the Triple W Arena, Wilson Horse and Mule Ranch in Cookville, Tennessee. Around a dozen were sold. Now, the zebras, including Hollies, arrived last night at the auction ranch pens. We also witnessed camels, alpacas, and llamas owned by others auctioned off. Now, we have been attending this animal auction since Monday and also witnessed Hollies representatives sell several of Hollies' cattle at auction, too. Now, these auctions are legal in Tennessee, and we are learning that this state is a popular spot for the exotic animal trade nationwide, with buyers and sellers coming from all over the country. We witnessed people uh, either wearing um, shirts showing that they were maybe part of petting zoos or uh, sometimes um, uh, other types of businesses, but we couldn't, some, you know, we couldn't quite make out who was buying these zebras. So Jerry Holly did sell two zebras and some monkeys uh, at this auction. They went for around $7,000. Back at work in D.C., Nate later learned about a zebra auction much closer to home in Thurmont, Maryland. He decided to check it out and keep digging. So we attended that auction as well. And what was interesting about that auction, because of the differing clientele, uh, the, the difference between the people that come to Cookville, Tennessee, versus the uh, people who are coming into uh, Thurmont, Maryland, where you have many more metro areas and a lot more hobby farms, uh, people who typically maybe are coming in from um, just have acreage in, say, northern Virginia or southern Pennsylvania, a much more uh, well-off clientele. 206, So we witnessed a zebra that would have gone for around $7,000 in Cookville, Tennessee, uh, sold for $15,000 in Thurmont, Maryland. It's New Jersey-based stable owner telling prospective buyers he trained it to be saddle-ridden. And I asked the person uh, who bought a zebra for $15,000, I was like, just... What, what do you plan on doing with this zebra? So, you know, we got, we got land and it would just be a nice thing to have. Uh, it appeared to be a family of, um, you know, a mother and a father and uh, some young adult children that had some property out in Southern Pennsylvania. And they just wanted to have something unusual on their lands. Uh, we've also done some stories about zebra owners and just what they expect out of zebras, and they just view them as very expensive lawn ornaments. But the problem with zebras is that they are wildlife. Uh, federal authorities recognize them as, as exotic, but they fall into this legal gray zone. You see, the farms consider them just equines, horses, um, Zebra wildlife experts would say, they're not horses. I mean, yes, they're of the equus family, but they are wild. You can't really ride them. You can't domesticate them. And the state, states from Maryland uh, to Virginia and most states do consider them wildlife that are for federal regulation. However, the USDA doesn't specifically have rules regarding zebras. States typically ban dangerous wildlife, such as predators, lions and tigers and bears. But when it comes to zebras, they fall in this category of not wild enough to not be considered horses, 
but also they aren't typically like horses. They can be skittish. They can be um, dangerous if not treated right. We started to gather that some of the people that bought and handle zebras might not fully appreciate just how wild they are. At the end of last year, although we're not exactly sure when, Holly's zebras finally returned to the herd. Prince George's County government tells us just this evening that the zebras returned to the herd last week and that it will continue its investigation into Jerry Lee Holly. Nobody is saying exactly when the zebras return to the herd. Uh, the zebras are back in the possession of Jerry Holly, And uh, his attorney does plan on mounting a defense to say he is not uh, guilty and indeed innocent of the charges of animal cruelty and that um, saying that Jerry Lee Holly is a respected businessman and ultimately uh, will be vindicated in his uh, treatment of the animals. Whatever happens with Holly's case, exotic animal auctions aren't going anywhere anytime soon. And for now, zebras will continue to be bought and sold for profit as pets and backyard ornaments and for petting zoos eager to entice paying customers. These aren't zoos, accredited zoos, that are handling these zebras. They are hobbyists. And sometimes we've seen these hobbyists really appear to to love and care for their zebras. The zebra that was sold in Thurmont, Maryland, was raised by a man who was willing to let his young 10-year-old daughter ride a zebra in the auction pen just to show how safe and docile it was. You would think that that man has raised that zebra to the point of docility to allow his daughter to just ride a zebra. But, again, scientists and experts would say that a zebra is still inherently wild and it's just in its nature to want to escape or to roam free if possible. It's how they are bred over millennia uh, of evolution. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million families building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. That's greenlight.com slash odyssey. Reed Redmond here joining Will to break down a wild and, and ultimately sad story. Let's start with one of the sad aspects of it. We heard about one of the escaped zebras ending up in this snare or bear trap. Does that play into the charges do we know against Jerry Hawley? Yeah, that's a good question. It's kind of an odd aspect to this because if there's a trap out there that caught the zebra, then how would that connect back to Jerry Lee Hawley? Here's what we know, that the county is continuing to investigate that. It's not clear if it was Jerry Lee Hawley's, and it will probably be the focus of a future court date. However, here's what Nate Baca told me about that aspect of the case as well. The county argues that the snare trap being just outside of Jerry Lee Holly's property. And the fact that a zebra was trapped there on the leg and later died, that Jerry Lee Holly, according to the county, had a responsibility to know 
that one of his zebras was dying and ultimately died just outside of his property line, saying that it is animal neglect because he failed to protect the animals under his care. So the next step is some sort of preliminary hearing, whether a judge believes they have enough evidence to continue forward with the case and how that trap might play into all this. The county is continuing to investigate. Also, the USDA is continuing to investigate. But according to their own records, they were actually last out at Jerry Lee Holly's property on September 20th of 2021. So it's been a little while. So we know, unfortunately, that that, that one zebra ended up in that trap. One thing I'm still wondering, and maybe you can clear it up, is how or, or when the other two zebras return to the the dazzle, which is a term that I learned from this episode. This is like another sort of gray area in this case. Jerry Lee Holly stated through his attorney that the two zebras had returned to the herd. So after all this time, after all this watching, Zebra Watch 2021, uh, you know, we, we kind of found out that, well, two of them were back. The county and the feds say they had no role in helping to return the zebras. We have no idea if anyone connected to Holly captured the zebras. And as we've mentioned, we don't know the exact timing of when the zebras returned. Neighbors actually, uh, some neighbors of Holly who had set up cameras or already had cameras out, who were keeping an eye on the zebras. Uh, you know, they'd, they'd see them from time to time on video, even though they were out running around and free. All of a sudden, the video stopped showing the zebras, and that was right around Thanksgiving time. So sometime toward the end of November, early December, these two zebras returned, thankfully, uh, and didn't meet the same fate as the uh, third zebra that we've already talked about. We talked a lot about how this was referred to as zebra watch and all that. And, you know, anytime we hear about a story like this, people seem to kind of want to laugh at how absurd it is. But, but of course, anytime a wild animal like a zebra is somewhere it's not supposed to be, there's obviously something wrong and that kind of reality eventually catches up to the story. Right. And, uh, you know, it really does open up and expose this whole world of, you know, quote unquote exotic animals. Again, you know, I'll refer to sort of the gray area of zebras, if I may. Uh, you know, we've talked about the bear trap, kind of a, you know, who knows how that plays into all this, how the zebras returned. And then there's just zebras in general where there's just differing viewpoints on how wild they may or may not be. Yeah, and I thought it was really interesting to hear Nathan Baca talk about how states have created laws in some cases about how someone can't own a more dangerous animal or what they deem a more dangerous animal like a lion or a tiger, but that the laws stop there. Presumably, of course, that's aimed at protecting the residents of the state, but what it leaves out is the animals themselves, you know, just because a zebra might not pose the same risk when it's on the loose as a tiger, does that mean it belongs on a private farm in Virginia more than a tiger does? I guess seemingly the the state law seems to lean toward yes, because you can own a zebra, but you can't own a tiger. Yeah, it makes you think twice. And ever since, you know, these stories have started to gain more national prominence, I think we all think a little bit more about petting zoos and exotic animal farms and places like that. Uh, and, you know, we have to make our own decision about how how much we we feel comfortable visiting those places and being a, a part of, you know, this whole engine, this machinery of buying and selling exotic animals. All right, Will, thanks to you. And thanks, of course, to Nathan Baca at WUSA for bringing us this story. Absolutely. And we'll be back next week with a new case and a new story.